traveling the world searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Well, equestrians, it's Thursday, 1 o'clock, and we're ready to roll here on the International Equine Network. We've got a good report this week. Uh, pretty much going to be a um, thoroughbred week. Uh, we're getting close to the Derby, a couple months away off of the Derby. And we got a lot of things going on, and and uh, it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, what what comes out uh, this year. Uh, I tell you, one of the things that uh, a lot of people don't realize that there's a lot of factors that go into getting a horse ready for the Kentucky Derby. Uh, you know, just for example, uh, you know, the horse is uh, growing. Uh, you know, sometimes they, they get a little sore. They might get a foot injury. Uh, you know, just a lot of normal things that, like, young kids would have happen to them when, they, when they're growing up. And same thing with horses. Um, a lot of little things can happen to them that might, you know, slow them down a little bit, you know, or what have you. But um, the long and short of it is is that the trainers and the owners have a, a projected uh, program and, and a time schedule that they're going to do um, they're training for to get to the Derby. And a lot of that involves the plan to get enough points to get into the Kentucky Derby. You got It's a point system now that you have to have. And the, the trouble of it is, is you got, you got to make sure that uh, you're not going to be running your horse in way over his head and, and some races that offer a lot of points. Uh, you might think, oh, gee whiz, I could win this race, and there are 50 points or 100 points, you know, uh, for the race awarded if you win. And then they get second, third, and fourth, fifth place points also. But the thing of it is, is you don't want to beat your horse up early. You don't want to really uh, get him into a situation where he's running into, you know, uh, the very best right off the bat. You want to save that for the Derby. And so you start looking around at the different places and where you can go and, you know, whether it's Hot Springs, Arkansas, Santa Anita, uh, New Orleans in the fairgrounds or Kentucky at Keeneland or, or New York, you know, at Aqueduct. Um, you got to just start really weighing these things into, into uh, you know, where, where you're going to go. And the thing that I think that's most interesting about that, once you get your plan laid out, when you're sitting in your office and and you're planning, uh, the owner's planning with the trainer, uh, you know, where we're going to run this horse, and you've got all your races lined up, um, you know, and said, well, if we do good and win a couple of these and, and do good in the rest of them, we're going to have enough uh, points to get into the derby. So now that you get all that done and, you know, you sit back and you got a sigh of relief and, and you start thinking, well, you know, I've got to get transportation lined up to these races. I've got to get, uh, you know, feed lined up uh, to these races. Uh, you've got to have the jockeys lined up. Uh, you've got so many things that you have to make sure that, that you have lined up. Uh, like the blacksmith, for example. You know, you got to let him know, hey, you know, on the, on the first Saturday in uh, March, we're going to be uh, in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And, and so you want to kind of like keep the team together, keep the team in the loop, you know, where they're going and what they're doing. So there, there's a lot of planning to it. There's a lot of planning to it. And um, one thing, too, that uh, a lot of people don't understand is if you've got a nice colt uh, getting ready to run in the derby, you got to start thinking about, um, uh, you know, the potential of him being a stallion, even though you haven't won any races and you haven't uh, – um, you know, won the Derby yet, uh, you start thinking about the possibility of him being a Derby winner and the potential for being a stallion. And, and when you start thinking in that area, you got to start thinking, well, you know, how did he do at a mile, uh, racing at a mile, and who did he run against? Uh, how did he do at a mile and a 16th, a mile and an eighth, a mile and a quarter, a mile and a half? You know, who did he run against? How did he fare? Uh, you know, so those are things that are in the back of your mind, and you really can't, you know, decide until you get to that point to where you've got your win and, and you start getting your derby points. 
and, and that's that's uh, a lot of pressure on an owner and a trainer. You know where you get, um, how you get there. So now, this is the thing that's just really driving people crazy now. I mean, I'm telling you, this, this was just total insanity. Um, here a couple of weeks ago, uh, we had um, at Aqueduct, uh, we had rain, had uh, everything you could imagine there, and they had to cancel racing. So they they delayed uh, putting uh, the the race back uh, a qualifying race back a week. So now you got to readjust your schedule. Now you're a week off of your scheduling. Then you say, well, you know, oh, I should have gone to Florida. I should have gone to California. Should have done this. Should have done that. Well, you go out to California. California. What happened to them? Rains and winds. They had uh, several days that they they couldn't get to the track. Um, the winds were bad and everything, and you, they couldn't even train on a track. You know, so now you've got to get in all these works, and they had nowhere to go to work, you know, workhorses. Um, so, uh, you know, you're scratching your head like, what in the heck am I going to do? I'm a week, two weeks off schedule. How can we adjust this? How can it go? Uh, you know, how can we, uh, you know, make this up, or did it hurt us, uh, or did it not hurt us? And um, that, that's that's what the trainers are thinking now, and, and they're trying to figure it out. Uh, like Santa Anita's uh, track opened um, on February 26th uh, for light training on Sunday. Uh, it had been closed uh, for training Friday and Saturday, and the main track and, and training track were open for light training on Sunday. Um, according to San, uh, Santa Anita officials, a uh, total of 6.5 inches of rain fell in Arcadia from Thursday through Saturday, closing the track uh, to both racing and training into the weekend. Horses were able to jog um, on both the tracks under partly cloudy skies Sunday. There have been no, um, no timed workouts at Santa Anita since Thursday. And so now all of a sudden, you know, you're looking at what, what can I do? You know, I mean, you just literally, literally had to stop training and that makes it very difficult, you know, for trainers to, um, you know, do these things, uh, you know, that they need to do to, to get to the derby. So now they're making their adjustments and everything. And it's just, uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll fare good for it. Uh, the horses are pretty good shape, pretty fit. And so, you know, a day or two is not going to uh, hurt a horse that's, um, you know, that's real fit. And so, um, you know, that's that's where we're at right there uh, in, in the weather category. And speaking of the weather weather category, at Oakland, February 25th, we had the um, Rebel Stakes. Um, it's uh, Derby Points. Had 11 in the field. And I, I'm telling you, it was one of those fields that you just really didn't know about. Um, you know, it, it was, uh, how, how should I put it? It, it was, it, it was a race that you hope that your horse does well. And if he does well, then where do you go with him? Uh, there wasn't a, a tremendous standout here, uh, you know, in, in the race. Um, they had uh, Tim Yakuton. Had uh, reincarnate, uh, which was a Bob Baffert horse that come in from out west. Um, so you know that that was a tough horse. Uh, of course, Brad Cox had verifying. Uh, he's a real tough horse. Uh, Ashmussen had three. He had powerful. He had Red Route One and Gun Pilot. Uh, all three real good horses. Brad Cox had uh, Giant Mystery in it. Uh, you know, so it, it was just something that. Uh, a lot of good horses in there, but was there going to be a real standout? Where's there going to be a real standout in it? So uh, the race uh, come up good, and, and but again weather, weather played into it. Raining, 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 raining. Um, you know, it, it was uh, the track was sealed. It was uh, sloppy and sealed, and they didn't expect that. And so. Um, you know, we're sitting there, and, and a long shot hits. Kent DeSormo, uh, or DeSormo, uh comes in, and he wins with confidence game. Uh, he wins by uh, a length. Um, he had a four-wide move, and uh, 
kicked right on down the stretch. He was good, you know, it's a, a nice horse, you know, but yet on the other hand, you know, it was a sloppy track. And so you got to take that into, into consideration. Did he get a lot out of it? Did he hurt him? Uh, you know, what in the heck did it do to him? Um, me personally, I don't like to be uh, running on a uh, wet track or a sloppy track, uh, you know, prior to, um, uh, you know, uh, a big race coming up like the Derby in two months. I, I think too many things can happen. Um, I think the horse is putting all out, uh, doing the best that he can, running. He might get a hold of the track. He might not. It's a lot of mud in his, in his face, uh, just a lot of things that are involved in it. So I tend to throw out tracks. Uh, horses that um, have run in the mud within 30 to 45 days prior to the derby. Uh, I, I just don't think it, it benefits the horses that much, you know. But again, like I said, that's just my opinion. There'll be a lot of people. That, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, you know this and that. But I'm telling you, I I really do think that. And it, it was a good race. Um, you know, there's a lot of horses that were in there that. There had that derby dream, but I, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't think there's too many that are going to come out of there, out of that race that are going to head on to the derby, uh, to be honest with you. I, I think that uh, what's going to happen is uh, they're going to start looking at other races like the like the Preakness and, you know, to go on down to. And, and there's a lot of other good stake races, graded stake races that they could run in, uh, you know, to uh, – you know, instead of going to the Derby. But, you know, the reality is, is this, how good is my horse? Did he come out of it? What did he do on a, on a money track? You know, that type of thing. Is he good enough to go to the Derby? Well, you always think that they're going to be good enough to go to the Derby. You know, you, that's the dream. You know, that's the dream is to get to the Derby. And, you know, you never can tell. Who knows? First Saturday in May, you might come up and it'd be a muddy track and raining like there's no tomorrow. You say, oh, man, I should have gone, you know, because I've got, you know, we know what my horse can do on on, uh, on a muddy track. But, you know, you don't know what the weather's going to be until you get there, until you get to the races uh, at Churchill that week. But uh, the top 10 horses uh, in points earnings uh, came out uh, yesterday, and they have Angel of Empire. Uh, it's a Brad Cox horse. He's got 54 points. Um, we have Forte, uh, which is a Todd Pletcher horse. He's got 40. And then we have uh, Instant Coffee, Sun Thunder, Two Fields, Rocket Can, Hit Show, uh, Litigate, Curly Jack, and Blazing Sevens. So those are the top 10 right there. And I, I think this that this is a legitimate top 10. Um, I think these horses are going to be around. And so out of the 20 horse field, I think all top, all these uh, 10 horses will get in the Derby. Uh, I think they'll get in the Derby. They got a long way to go, you know, yet they still need to earn a few more points so that they can get in. But I, I think it's a, it's a good, a good thing for them. Um, the, you know, the, the one thing that, um, people don't understand is, when you're training a racehorse, you have to train your horses, you know, to get fit. And everybody said, oh, well, you know, we look at the uh, the workouts and said, oh, well, you know, he's fit. He did this workout good. He did that workout good. But I, I learned a long time ago that you have to train your horses to recover from any workout that they had. And you got to train them to recover from any race that they run. You know, it, Horses get fit, but you got to teach them to recover, you know, uh, that they bounce back real quick, you know, out, out of that uh, out of that race that they're training in or the works that they're going into. And uh, we're going to talk about Forte here in a little bit uh, about his work pattern and everything. Um, four of uh, Yankinton's Colts are in the dirt Derby Dozen after barn change. Uh, they left um, Bob Baffert's barn. And uh, they went to Tim Yakutin. And um, let me tell you, um, this is the problem that I have. Uh, and, and, you know, if I were training again, uh, as much as I would love to have a, a top-notch horse 
like these that came out of Bob Baffert's barn, you're two months away from the Derby, you know, and you're, you're trying to get these horses to the Derby. And, you know, the Bob Baffert situation, you know, self-explanatory, um, you know, he had some issues. Uh, they couldn't get the issues resolved, so they had to move out the horses out of uh, Baffert's barn to another trainer in order to qualify with Derby points so that the uh, owners and the horse could run in the Kentucky Derby. But the, the problem that I have is, is that when those horses leave Baffert's barn, and Tim uh, was a assistant for Bob for a long time, what I have a problem with is the fact that Baffert's still training those horses, not on paper, not physically at the barn with the horses, but it's still Bob Baffert trained. And you know good and well that he's calling and he's talking and he's already written out the training program for that next 60 days to get that horse to the derby. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You know, that's the real deal. You know, and and how you can take it, uh, send it to a trainer, and then he's going to step back and, you know, if he wins the derby, which, you know, I hope he does. I hope everybody that runs in the derby, you know, I'd like to see somebody, you know, win. And, and if Tim wins it, you know, then that's great. But he's got to remember something. He was not the trainer of that horse. He did not get that horse ready for the derby. He just followed instructions like he did when he was an assistant. That's the long and short of it. You know, people might get angry and say, hey, you know, well, you know, this and that and everything. But me personally, and this is the honest God truth, I would not take a horse from anybody that had a horse prepped and ready for the derby, you know, and said, here you go. Because it's not you. It's not me. You know, that's the problem. And people don't understand that. You know, and it's bad for the business because, you know, you can go out and get caught doing something, you know, and break the rules. And then all of a sudden, you well, I'll just send them over to uh, an assistant, a former assistant of mine and, see, and, and let him have him. You know, and, and you know, you know how it goes, you know, and that's the thing. And, and I think that the whole uh, horse industry needs to really look at ownership and trainers and, you know, the way they get there, because that's important. And we got to make sure that we give the public a, a good, solid, honest effort from our horses, you know, that's all within the boundaries and the rules and the regulations of racing. That's what we got to do. But. Tim's got like four of the horses now, you know, uh, of Bob's. And, and so, I, you know, I for the horse, I hope they do good. I hope the horses do good. And, and we're going to start seeing uh, th- this weekend, and we'll talk about the San Felipe here in just a minute. But um, uh, Forte uh, is owned by Repo Stable and St. Uh, Elias Stable and um, uh, trained by Todd Pletcher. Uh, He's out of a young style of violence. Uh, Queen Caroline is the dam by blame. So he's got the distance and he's got everything that he needs to do, um, you know, to do what he uh, what he's doing. And a horse that I have a little part of, Ironworks, has been his workmate for the last three or four weeks. Um, Ironworks, he's a four-year-old. He's a comebacker with a two-for-three record. Uh, Forte left the rival behind. Um, in his last couple of works over a tiring track at Palm Beach Downs Training Center. These were more than eye-catching uh, than his times. Um, he was clocked uh, covering five furlongs February 18th at 101 and 4. Um, the same distance on February 20th, uh, 25th was 101 and 9. And then last year's champion two-year-old male appears ready for a return for the March uh, 4th Fountain of Youth. The Gulfstream Park. Um, what I like about this, you know, and, and like I said before, um, it, it's very consistent. And, and Todd Pletcher knows how to get the horses to the big races, you know, how to build them up, you know, slowly but surely. Uh, a lot of trainers would have maybe tried to race their horses fit. Uh, they would try to, um, you know, race them and, and, you know, get that experience in there, try to go for derby points. But, you know, again, like I said, it's not a controlled thing when you get into a race. 
you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what the weather conditions are. You don't know any of that. But in a controlled situation like Todd had at Palm Beach Downs, working with an older horse, uh, you know, it, it was good. And, and I saw the, the gallop outs, and, you know, he was right on top of it. You know, this horse is fit and ready to go. And, you know, uh, just tune him up a little bit uh, the week before or, or actually uh, today and just uh, get him ready to go, and, and Saturday ought to be good. I think we're going to see a forte that nobody has ever seen before. I think this horse is on the right track uh, to win the Derby. I think it's going to do a lot of uh, good things. And the horse he reminds me a lot of was um, uh, Liam's Map. Uh, Liam's Map uh, was a good horse, uh, just fantastic. Um, you know, he, he's really good. Uh, another horse that comes to mind is Arrogate. Uh, Arrogate was a good horse that came in. Uh, you know, he he knew how to get them ready and get them fit. And Arrogate was uh, uh, not not trained by Todd, but um, you know he he was a good horse. So I'm saying you know body wise uh, is what they look like. And so you know uh, it's going to be tough. Um, Arabian Knight, he's a nice horse. He's at number two. He's an Uncle Mo uh, Colt. Um, really nice horse. Uh, He's a gifted three-year-old, was part of uh, Bob Baffert's group that transferred to uh, Tim Yankington on the 26th. The Los Angeles Times re reported that the move will allow them to earn points for the Kentucky Derby. And so, uh, you know, I sitting there thinking like one day, like, oh, my God, you know, uh, boy, you talk about getting a gift. You know, all of a sudden you got somebody that comes up and says, here you go. You know, here's your derby horse, you know, just spend the next two weeks, you know, taking care of it. So, you know, I, I'm thinking like, oh, well, what can you do? You know, better, you know, good for him, but, you know, I don't know. I, I personally couldn't do it. You know, and people say you're crazy. Take a derby horse if you can get one. Not me, buddy. That's why I don't train, <laughs> because I don't get into things like that. Um, the, the derby points that have come out now um, – since we've had a, a few of the Derby races uh, that had offered Derby points, we have a confidence game. Um, he's uh, trained by Keith DeSormo, uh, really nice horse. Uh, he's got 57 points and $610,000 in earnings. Um, I tell you, he's he's coming along. You know, he's a young horse getting there. And I, I think that... Uh, if he comes out uh, of his last race uh, good, then there, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, how, how he does. Uh, he's still going to have to run one more time uh, before the Derby. And, you know, you got to be real careful where you go with him uh, because uh, you, you need the Derby points and you need to have your horse get, get a nice race in, but you don't want to get him in a race to beat him up. And, you know, we're looking at uh, races like uh, the Arkansas Derby. Uh, we're looking at the Louisiana Derby. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that are coming up, you know, to, uh, you know, to work them. And I think those are going to be races that are going to be uh, uh, defining uh, this year. I think when, when uh, and, not, and not so much in the past years. Um, I think uh, we've got uh, coming up uh, the Fountain of Youth. The Gotham, the San Felipe, the Tampa Bay Derby, the Sunland Derby. Uh, we got the UAE Derby, Jeff Ruby Stakes, um, Florida Derby, Arkansas Derby, Bluegrass, Santa Anita Derby, and Wood Memorial. And those races are all going to be tough. I'm telling you, every one of them are going to be tough. Because you win one of those and you literally can be catapulted up to the top. Um, now, uh, like we were just talking about, uh, Forte is third on the list in points. He's at 40 points. But you got to remember, he hasn't run since the Breeders' Cup. And, and so, you know, he, he hasn't gone through any, any of these races. Um, if he goes into uh, the Florida Derby or to the um, Fountain of Youth and wins, uh, that's got him uh, spot on for the Florida Derby and then the Kentucky Derby. You know, so I like that. And the Florida Derby is literally a month away. And then the uh, Florida Derby is a month away from the Kentucky Derby. 
So I like this. I like this because it gives your horse time to recover. It gives your horse time to, uh, you know, be evaluated and see how fit he is, see what, you know, where you need to work on him at. And it gives you time to do that. So Todd is, is a genius at, at getting these horses ready. And this weekend at Gulfstream Park, he's got quite a few horses running. And we're going to just see how his uh, program, you know, has developed because he's got all the horses ready for this weekend. And then um, got a lot of good stake races 30 days from now at Gulfstream on Florida Derby Day. And then you've got the Kentucky Derby. So these horses are all uh, prepped and ready to go. And, and what what he's doing now is he's fine-tuning his horses uh, for that first Saturday in May. And, and so, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. So confidence game. We don't know where he's going to run at again. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, Angel of Empire uh, and Brad Cox is loaded with horses um, and, and he does a great job and, and he's really good but sometimes you got to think about he's training in Hot Springs, Arkansas most of these horses and, and they've had bad weather I mean I, I tell you in the last in the last five or six days it, it's been raining, it's been cold it's been up and down and so you know that's a, again that's another consideration that you have to think about is not only on race day what's the weather like, but what is it like every day? You know, and it's been raining there. Uh, same thing like at Santa Anita. They've had high winds. They've had rain. Uh, you know, they had a lot of things, you know, going on uh, there. Um, in New Orleans, at the fairgrounds, been in pretty good, you know, they've had pretty good uh, off and on. It's in between. It, you know, it wasn't really bad weather. It really wasn't good weather. Uh, you know, but yet again, it's about that training surface that you're training on. You know, at post time, it might be pouring down rain. You know, and all during the week, it could have been pouring down rain. Uh, you know, so it makes it tough to get a good firm surface to train on. And that's what I like about here in South Florida. Um, in Palm Beach Downs, our track's fantastic. Brandon Mills keeps it in super shape. Um, he was in, uh, just the other day. He went over and he and he uh, flipped the track over. He, he he graded it out and got it ready for the horses this week at, at Gulfstream. And so uh, everybody was pleased with the track. Uh, the horses uh, were doing good on it, you know. And you can't you can't beat that. Now we got a lot of horses over at Palmettos uh, that uh, that are training for this week down at Gulfstream. Again, this wasn't weather related. But they had track issues at Palmettos. They had had a couple days where they couldn't even train. They had a few days where they were due light training. And, and so they had issues with the track. And, and, you know, it was closed for a week, and they had to fix that track. And, and you know, again, like I said, it wasn't weather-related. It was track issues. So, you know, those, those are things you got to really look at. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, as it stands right now, uh, our horse, uh, Todd Pletcher's horses uh, here at Palm Beach Towns, they have been on a smooth road for the last three months getting ready to make their comebacks. I mean, really, really good comeback. And so now we're going to find out Saturday um, with the uh, uh, races that we're going to have there at Gulfstream, the Fountain of Youth, uh, we're going to find out just exactly what, what's going to happen in that race uh, Saturday. No excuses. Weather's supposed to be good. i uh, got a great feel here we're going to talk about it in a little bit and then just kind of see what happens. But uh, like I said, Forte's, he's got 40 points. Um, he's earned $140,000. Uh, um, Angel of Empire, uh, he's got 54 points, but he's only earned $287,000. Um, and confidence game, um, he, he's a nice horse. He's got 37 points and earned $610,000. So, uh, you know, that, that's uh, going to be an interesting one. Steve Ashton has got a, a horse called Red Route 1. And uh, I tell you what, this horse is a runner. He's a flat-out runner. Um, he's got um, 33 points with 492000 in earnings. 
So, and you go down, and I'll tell you a horse that everybody's really kind of overlooking. It's another Brad Cox horse. It's called Instant Coffee. Um, he's got 32 points, and, and this horse can run a little bit, you know. He's just, but he, he's had a lot of races. You know, he's had a lot, he, he's, he's run, run good. Um, there's just so many ones here. Uh, this uh, horse that everybody thought was going to be good, Rocket Can by Billy Mott. Uh, he's got 20 points, uh, and then and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, um, Todd's got a horse called Litigate, and he jumped up there in a race that just you know nobody would have thought. Got 20 points. He's got a hundred eighty-two thousand dollars in earnings, and um, you know again, you know you just don't know what uh, to expect out of these horses and, and the way they're training. And one thing I, and I mean, you know, it sounds like it is, and I probably am a little bit prejudiced about horses coming off of Palm Beach Downs. But the thing that I'm pointing out is, is not so much where they're coming from, it's how they're training. And Todd Pletcher is consistent in what he does. There's no roller coaster ride to it. It's not, well, you know, grab a condition book, say, oh, well, looky here. You know, he's pointing these horses. Their horses are on a mission. They're on a mission, and this litigate just jumped up, and out of, out of nowhere, he wins. You know, and they said, "Oh my God!" You know, where did you know where did this horse come from? Uh, you know, they took a, a horse off the trailer, you know, take him to the track, and all of a sudden, you know, he become he becomes what could be, you know, a superstar. And how many other horses are there out there like that? Um, you know, back in the beginning, uh, Curly Jack. Uh, he's a real nice horse. Tom Amos trains him. He's a good trainer, uh, based out of Churchill. And this horse comes up and he, he goes in and, um, you know, he, he comes out and he wins the Iroquois. Uh, so he's got a race over the track, which is an advantage for him, you know, so that, that's good, you know, but now all of a sudden he's playing catch up and, you know, I got to get points. You know, this, this horse has got 17 points. And he's going to have to get at least another 50, you know, to 100 points to, you know, get in, get in the uh, in the hunt. Um, uh, Chad Brown's got a nice horse called Blazing Sevens. Um, it, he's got 16 points. And, and I tell you, he's a nice horse. But again, it's the consistency of how they're, how they're getting them there. And, and so I, I'm always saying, if you stay consistent, then, then you, you're good to go. You're really good to go. Um, that's that's the way I, I look at it. Um, you know, it's a it's a hard business to be in, but it's a great business because you you've got the dream. Uh, you, you've got you got the desire to get there. You got something to look forward to. Now, you know, it's like every every morning that I get up, and and, and I've had some medical issues over the last two years. And they were life threatening, and almost didn't didn't come make it through. You know, uh, it, it was tough. But uh, God blessed me, and, and He put me around good people, and had good people taking care of me, and had a great farm family here that um, watched after me, and, and my own family. You know, they they were watching watching after me. But you know, that's something that I didn't plan, didn't know about. You know, and so I had to readjust. And I've done that. And same thing with these horses when they're running. You've got to readjust constantly, um, you know, in the smooth, even flow, steady, you know, um, as you go, uh, you know, can really help. And, and this this month is probably the most important part of how they get there, the Kentucky Derby. This month is. And I, I'll tell you what. The the people uh, that created the point system, the championship uh, championship series, they had a lot of great races that offered a lot of money uh, going into the Derby, and they were all spaced out pretty far apart, uh, you know, and, and it gave the trainers and owners a lot of options. And for example, we had starting February eighteenth. Uh, last month uh, here, we had the Risen Star. Uh, it's, all these are graded races. We had the Risen Star. We had the uh, Rebel from Oakland. 
We have the Fountain of Youth. We've got the Gotham from Aqueduct. We've got the San Felipe from Santa Anita, the Tampa Bay Derby, and, and the Sunland Park Derby. So this month right here gives you an opportunity to get a lot of derby points uh, wrapped up and, and, and test your horse. And still you're two months out from the Kentucky Derby. You're, you're still two months out, and that means that you, you will need one more race uh, to get into the uh, Derby to make sure you got qualifying points and make sure that you tune your horse up. It's not kind of a last-minute thing, you know, and that type of thing. And, and a, good, a, good last, a good example was last year, the Derby, Rich Strike, you know, didn't have a shot at getting into the Derby. But the way uh, the horses fell by the wayside, uh, he did have enough points to get in. And what was interesting about him, he was a claiming horse up in Ohio. Really had nothing, you know, nothing on anybody. Uh, you know, he was just one of those, you know, also rans pretty much. You know, but next thing you know, look what happened. He comes up, he gets in the derby, he's so wound up and, and so fit. Uh, and when they broke that gate, you know, he, he saw, the, uh, you know, the light up the rail. And there you go, you know, he wins the Kentucky Derby. But since then, he hasn't really done all that much, you know, and that's because I think he got off of a training schedule and, you know, he got on that roller coaster and, and it just really didn't help him. You know, but it just goes to show you that um, when you get there, the best laid plans, you know, don't mean you're going to win. The best bred horse doesn't mean you're going to win. The horse with the most money doesn't mean you're going to win. You know, it's that first Saturday in May that you got to look at. But like I said, you know, all these races that we're looking at here in the next 30 days, uh, the Risen Star, uh, you know, that that was a mile and an eighth. Uh, we got the uh, Rebel, which is a mile and a sixteenth. We got the, the Fountain of Youth, which is a mile and a sixteenth. The Gotham's a mile and Aqueduct. Uh, the San Felipe is a mile and a sixteenth. Um, out at uh, uh, Santa Anita. Uh, Tampa Bay Derby is a mile and a 16th, and Sunland Derby is a mile and an eighth. So, you know, you're consistent with what your horse is racing at now. Uh, no matter which one of these horses you races you choose, you're consistent at it. And, and that that's the whole point of what we've been talking about for a long time now. And a long time on the show we've been talking today, it's about consistency. You got to be consistent. You got to have a plan, and then when you uh, do have to adjust your plan, you know you got to make sure that it's still consistent with what you were doing. Um, you know, if you if you race it and it tracks bad, or like they like say it was at Aqueduct or, or at Hot Springs um, or at Santa Anita, you don't want to get off that. You you want to keep pointing towards that mile and the sixteenth, that mile and an eighth. You know, you don't want to have to drop back down to a mile. You know, um, you, you, there's a lot of things you don't want to do. You want to keep moving forward. And that's why this series of points set up was perfect for getting to the Derby. Uh, you know, so that's the middle leg. That's the first leg of the series. Uh, you got all the pre, uh, Derby prep races. Now you're getting down to, you know, the serious horses. And that's why these races are where they're at and how they're going. So, you know, we're looking at the Risen Star was um, February 18th, um, the Rebel 25th. Now you're looking at Fountain Youth, um, Gotham, San Felipe, March the 4th. March 11th is the Tampa Bay Derby, and Sunland Park Derby is March 26th. So now that you're looking at those, and, and, and you know, if you come out of that a winner, you've got some real serious decisions to make now because you got one more race that you're going to have to run with your horse, you know, to get to the Derby. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You've got one more race that you're going to have to, you know, run. And, and you're not going to be, when you get inside this 30, uh, 60 days to the Derby, you can't come in and, and say, I'm going to train him into the Derby. No, 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 no. That's not going to happen. You've got to have the competition because that competition builds up the desire for the horse. It keeps him uh, on a natural high, you know, to where he's getting excited about it. He's fit, feeling good. You know, you got to do that. And that's hard to keep a horse, you know, at that level 
for, you know, 60 days, uh, you know, to keep him at top level without competition. And, and that's really tough. And that's what I like about there's four or five trainers out there that know how to keep their horses at that top, top condition. And so now, you know, we're looking at um, starting on March 25th, we're looking at the Louisiana Derby, uh, the UAE Derby, and the Jeff Ruby Stakes at Turfway. And so now, uh, you know, again, like I said, it's about consistency. Uh, now now you're, you're 30 days uh, off from the Derby, from getting the horse, you know, your horse to the Derby. And so if you go to uh, Louisiana with the Louisiana Derby, um, you know, again, weather is taken into consideration. You've got uh, you've got 30 days to the Derby, and then what do you do? Do you stay in New Orleans training, or do you go to Churchill and train? Let them get used to the track, and that's a very tough decision to make. Um, and just pulling your horse up, you know, and taking him up. Do you take him 30 days before, or do you take him four or five days before the Derby? You know, again, weather comes into play. And we know that in Kentucky, in, in the springtime, um, you literally can have, uh, you know, snow, rain, cold weather. You can have beautiful spring weather. Uh, you know, you just don't know. It's a roll of the dice, you know, when you get up to Kentucky that first Saturday in May, you know, or the 10 days before the Derby. Uh, that, that's, you know, a tough one. If you're at the UAE Derby in Maiden, uh, in Maiden, you've got to fly your horse over and you know you're talking about a, a drastic change. You know when you're coming from the, uh, from Dubai and um, you, you come over, and that's a big shock on the horse. You know how much is the travel going to take out of him? You know different time change, uh, different water, different everything. You know that 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 makes it tough. And, and just speaking of consistency again, um, like the people we we know in the hallway feeds. If you're in Dubai. And you got you got um, you know you're wanting to come to the Derby, put them on hallway feed because they can feed you over there and they can feed you all the way all the stops in between if you have any, and they get the same feed that they get. And again, it goes back to consistency, you know, with what you do with your horse, and you know, coming back over. Um, then we have um, the Jeff Ruby Stakes. It's a mile and an eighth at Turfway Park, so you're in Kentucky, so you're going to know the weather, you know what's going on. Uh, you know, your horse is, uh, you know, acclimated to uh, the weather there in Kentucky. So this could be a good move. But a lot of times this this has not been, um, you know, a, uh, it, it's a great race. They've got good money, you know, for it. It's a $200,000 added. But not a lot of horses out of the Jeff Herbert States come in and made a significant impact on the, on the Kentucky Derby. Um, you know, it just hasn't. And now, now we're looking um, in April first, which is exactly a month, you know, you know uh, a month away from Derby Week. You're looking at the Florida Derby. It's a million dollars. It's a Grade One. It's on April the first, and you're going to have some big shooters in there. You're going to have you're going to have some really tough horses in there, and you know you hope that it's not a big field that comes out. Uh, you know you hope that you can catch an eight to ten horse field. Um, if it's a big field, you know a lot of things can happen. And you know it's just it's just a gamble, you know, when you get in there. But it's really a good stepping stone for the Derby because the Derby's a month away. It's a it's a Grade One race, and, and you know it's a million dollar race. So you know you you got good horses coming in, you know, for the race. It's a good surface that they have there, and um, you know it, it could be a good move, you know. And you know that the, that the weather for the most part. This time in South Florida is going to be pretty doggone good. So this would be uh, the type of horses that are here you'd want to keep in South Florida until, you know, a, a week or so, you know, for the Derby, three or four days, maybe a week, you know, at the most uh, before you send them up. And, and so, you know, that's the Florida Derby. Uh, the Arkansas Derby is a million two hundred fifty thousand. It's on April 1st also. Um it's a great race. It's a good tune-up for the Derby. Uh, the thing that I don't like about it is the weather situation. Um, you might be in, in, in really bad weather, you know, cold weather, uh, a lot of things there. Or it could. it's beautiful in the springtime at Hot Springs. 
you know, if you catch one of those beautiful springs where you got good warm weather and you got, uh, um, you know, all the uh, springtime flowers blooming and everything, it can really mentally and physically get, you know, get your horse pumped up, you know, ready to, to travel. And, and, and the traveling from Hot Springs to Churchill's not that bad. And, you know, you're looking at about an eight-hour trip, you know, for the horses. And so that that's good. Or you can, if you fly them, you're looking at an hour, an hour and a half. You know, type thing. Therefore, and same thing for Florida. You know, you either fly or drive them up. You know, ship them up on, on a van. Uh, you know, it's not a bad it's not a bad trip up to Kentucky. It doesn't take a lot out of them. Uh, you know, so that, that plays into consideration. So that's the Arkansas Derby on April first. Then you have the Bluegrass uh, Stakes on April eighth in uh, in Kentucky at Keeneland. Um, that's really a, a good race. Uh, a lot, not a lot of horses that have come out of the bluegrass have gone on to do, you know, to to do great things in the Derby. Uh, you know, some have and some haven't. But again, if you're going for the bluegrass, then you're pretty much, you know, already at Keeneland, and you're used to the weather, and you're looking at, you know, an hour and a half drive from Keeneland up to Churchill, you know, to to get your horse there. So that that's a good tightener, and and if you don't catch a real tough race. In the bluegrass, you know, it might be the right thing. You know, uh, you know, you're looking at uh, exactly uh, three and a half weeks before the Derby. Might work. It might work. It might work. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but it's interesting. And then we have um, on April eighth, we have uh, Santa Anita Derby in Santa Anita. It's a million dollars. It's again, it's a mile and an eighth. It's it's a great uh, it's a great um, you know, tune up for it. Uh, the only bad part about it is, is like I said, the weather they've been having in uh, in California, uh, a lot of things there. Then you're looking at shipping all the way across country, uh, which is, um, you know, which is a tough thing to do. Uh, it, it's always tough because you could be going from, you know, uh, good weather uh, in Santa Anita to bad weather at Churchill, or you could be leaving. Santa Anita, and, and with the weather being about the same as it is in Kentucky, uh, you know, and then you got to look at the, at the shipping end of it, and all those horses usually fly from, uh, you know, from California to Kentucky, so it's relatively a, a fairly easy trip for them, you might say. And then, then the last one um, that uh, is a million dollar race, it's the Wood Memorial at Aqueduct on April the eighth. And that, that's a nice race there uh, for for the horses. Uh, you know, again, the weather plays into it uh, when you when you come in uh, when you're going on the on the road there. Uh, that's really a tough one to you know to do. But those horses usually you know do pretty good. You know, out, out of New York, uh, it's an easy ship for them. And, but but the whole point that we're trying to get at here is it's very difficult to do. Uh, to train horses and decide where they go, when they go, and how they go. Uh, you know, if you get into, like we did in Arkansas, uh, you know, last week, um, you know, you, you get there and it's all rain and mud and, you know, and everything. So, you know, you got to change and, and go from there. So I, I was just uh, uh, thinking that these next three races this weekend might have your derby winner in it. Uh, this very well could happen. Um, we have Reincarnate that's going to be running uh, in San Felipe um, on Saturday. That's um, at uh, three thirty or um, two thirty uh, Pacific time, uh, five thirty, uh, you know, here out east. And there's some nice horses there. Uh, really nice horses that'll be coming in. Um, there's four nominated. Uh, there, there's uh, Bob Baffert's horses uh, will be with Tim Yankiton out there. Um, they're nice horses. Uh, Reincarnate is one of 11 sophomores entered into the million dollar Rebel Stakes in the mile of 16 test. Um, son of a 28, uh, 2018 Kentucky Derby runner up, Good Magic. Um, he enters Saturday's test uh, for the San Felipe off a season opening victory in the Sham Stakes uh, at Santa Anita uh, on January 8th. Um, so 
you know, he's he's right there on top of it. Uh, you know, these these horses that uh, uh, Tim's going to have in there in the San Felipe, uh, they're fit, they're ready. Uh, they've been on a program, on Bob's program. Uh, they were, uh, Bob was training them on paper up until just a few days ago, and, and they're going to continue on to train. So when the horses run Saturday, it's going to be Bob Baffert's training that got them there. It's going to be, they got them there. They have national treasure, uh, practical move, and uh, they got Hajazi uh, there and Fort Bragg. So, you know, you're looking at four four of the horses uh, that are coming up here uh, of an 11 horse, or well, actually five. Uh, Mr. Frisk is another Bob Baffert trained horse. So you're looking at five of the 11 horses that would be coming out of Bob Baffert's barn into Tim Yankington's barn. So it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, how this is going. Um Johnny Velasquez is on National Treasure, which I think that'd probably be the horse that'll win this thing. Um, he, he's really a nice horse. Practical move. Um, he, he's a nice horse. Uh, I, I just don't think he's ready ready to go yet. Uh, I don't know what Bob uh, used to do with these horses, but I noticed, I've always known that they've always had to have a good, uh, you know, a good prep race you know, prior to uh, the Derby. And he's had some that have done the done the prep races and run no good, but win the Derby. He's had some that have done real good and come out and you can't find them with a search warrant. You know, so it's going to be interesting to see how these California horses uh, do. Um, I don't know how many of them are going to come out of the, out of California, out of this race uh, to go to the Derby. I'm looking at probably maybe one, maybe two at the most. Uh, I don't see much more than that coming out of there. Uh, I really don't. Uh, Michael McCarthy's got this uh, genius Jimmy. Uh, I think he's a nice horse. It's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, what does with him. But, you know, when you get down to it, when you get down to it, you got to say, hey, you know, to spend all that money and send him there to run up the track, you know, it, it makes it a very difficult uh, decision to make, and and that's that's going to be interesting. Now that 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 this race of the San Felipe probably interests me the most, um, probably interests me the most, and, and that's because it's such a diverse field. And like I said, um, I, I don't, I personally don't think many are going to come out of there. They're going to go and enter in the Derby. I really don't. Uh, but yet again, I could be wrong. There, shoot, there could be seven or eight of them come out of there. But uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, you know, it's up to the owners and to the trainers. Um, you know, we're, we're looking at uh, now. We're looking at the Fountain of Youth this weekend. Um, I, I, I tell you, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, well, like I say, in the Fountain of Youth, blazing seventh. Uh, got 16 points, Kentucky Derby points, and there are more in need of points in the Fountain Youth, which is like the other mile in the 16th races at Gulfstream. Uh, has, has a um, short run to the first turn and ends up in what's typically it's a 16th pole. Uh, this is a setup for the necessary, necessary with the Gulfstream main track being a mile and an eighth uh, in circumference. Um, this this is going to be a tough race. It's going to be a very very tough race. Um, you got you got uh, uh, qualifying points, you know, for the Derby. Um, Forte's got forty. You know, he's going to need uh, he's going to need more more points. Um, you know, I, I tell you, the point system really makes you think about a lot of things. Um, Blazing Sevens is is a tough horse. He's a tough horse, and I think that he needs a little more. And I think that if he can get a good race, not saying that he has to win it, 
But I think if he gets a good race Saturday, if he gets a good race Saturday, that might just set him right up for uh, the Florida Derby. And I think he might be able to win that. But again, we don't know how Forte is going to be. Forte's been off a long time. Todd's working, you know, right up to the right spot. And he knows how to get a horse, you know, to the Derby. And so it's going to be interesting to see how Forte comes out of the race. If he comes out of the race like he's been working, then there, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You got you got a Florida Derby winner right there. Um, it's going to, it's going to be interesting to see. But uh, I, I like the field. Uh, what I like about the field, it's a, it's a ten horse field. Um, we've got uh, some good trainers in there. Got some good riders in there. Um, we've got some riders that could really jump up and. and and surprise you. Shun um, McGay, he has General Jim in there uh, with Saez in the saddle, breaking from the um, number one hole, which will, which is good. Saez is a good rider out of the number one uh, shoot, uh, really good. Knows how to raid a horse and get up there. Um, Billy Mott's got Shadow Dragon. Um, it's a New York bred. Ortiz is in the irons. Um, he's coming out of the three hole. That's going to be an interesting uh, horse to see. Um, we have uh, Forte is in the four hole. Um, he's just uh, really, really in good shape. We'll see. Uh, Blazing Sevens is out in the six hole um, with uh, Rosario. Uh, it's going to be good. And then, you know, Billy Mott's got this horse, Rocket Can, with Alvarado in it. And I tell you what, I think, I think this horse is. He's the horse that kind of scares you when you see him run. Uh, you think that he might be uh, uh, doing something that uh, would would really be good, and then he might be doing something that, that just, you know, not him. But I, I want to see what kind of horse shows up for that. Uh, that rocket can, he, he kind of scares me a little bit, uh, you know, to see what's going on with it. So... I'm excited about that race, and then of course the Gotham up in New York. Oh man, let me tell you that that race there in itself. Good Lord Almighty, it's it's one of the it's one of those suicide races. You know, like you know you're you're off schedule from the weather and um, in New York and postponed for you know a week and everything, and then all all of a sudden you're sitting in here and, and you you see the uh, um, sheet come out and. There's 15 horses in this race. 15 horses going a mile. That's going to be a cavalry charge all the way to the three-quarter pole. Um, you got uh, a lot of good horses in here. Tim Yakin has got Camel Road in there, which was uh, which was a um, uh, Bob Baffert horse. Um, you got Todd Pletcher's got a horse called Clubhouse, and I mean that horse that horse is really trained good, you know, down here. Um, Brad Cox has got uh, Slip Mahoney, uh, really a good horse. He's got Iron Clover. Brad Cox does really good horse. Um, you know, I was sitting there thinking, like, oh my goodness, look at the look at these horses. Uh, you know, we're talking about going a mile. Uh, we don't know what the weather is going to be like. You know, it's going to be cold, or rainy, or whatever. You know, but I mean, it, it's really good. And um, <laughs> you know, I tell you what. Fifteen horses going a mile at Aqueduct's going to be really, really tough. Going to be tough. Well, folks, that's it for me for the day. I'm all out of time. Uh, wish everybody would uh, have a good weekend this weekend. And you know, it's time to start getting into the Derby and all the other horse shows and events that are around Doha for uh, uh, starts um, uh, over in uh, Dubai uh, for the show horses, the Global Champions Tour, which we're going to have a big show on uh, next Thursday on uh, the Global Champions Tour. And uh, we'll, we're going to try to get um, get our friend uh, uh, back over to talk to us about uh, riding. Uh, the next uh, event for the Global Champions Tour will be in in, um, in Miami, and, and maybe we'll be able to get a couple people that are going to be riding there uh, on the show to talk to us and everything. So, 
nobody called in, so I got another derby glass I can put on my shelf. So till next Thursday, have a good, 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 blessed weekend, and make memories and hug all your family. This is Scott Miller at the International Equine Network.